Scientists have had the opportunity to examine several asteroids in the solar system now. And what they've learned is how much variety is out there, depending on the mass, distance from the sun, and composition. Astronomers currently know of 829,400 asteroids across the solar system. And they'd love to visit as many of them as possible to learn more about them. Considering the price of a single spacecraft, that's going to get expensive. Fortunately, there are places in the solar system that have trapped a large number of asteroids in a way that a single spacecraft can visit several of them as part of a mission. They're at Jupiter's L4 and L5 Lagrange points. And this week, NASA approved a new mission that'll explore seven different asteroids over a 12 year journey. It's called Lucy. On October 15th, a team of engineers met in Colorado for the Lucy Critical Design Review. An independent review board from NASA and other agencies studied each of the spacecraft systems and subsystems and heard presentations on every aspect of the mission. And on October 18th, they approved Lucy to actually begin construction. Now that we know that the mission is actually going to get built, let's get into it. As I explained in my recent series on Lagrange points, L4 and L5 are stable spots in space ahead and behind, about 60 degrees in an object's orbit. These regions are gravitationally metastable, which means that less massive objects can be captured permanently, eternally leading or chasing a planet as it completes an orbit. Jupiter is the most massive planet in the solar system, and so it has the largest, deepest L4 and L5 gravity wells. They're called its Trojan clouds. It has been estimated that there could be more than 600,000 objects larger than a kilometer across in Jupiter's Trojan clouds. Only 1% or 6,000 of them have actually been identified. Now here's something that should probably blow your mind. This is roughly the same magnitude as similar sized objects in the main asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. It's like the solar system had a second asteroid belt that you never knew about. While several objects in the asteroid belt have been visited or seen a flyby, no spacecraft has ever visited any of the objects in Jupiter's Trojan clouds. Everything astronomers have learned about these objects have come from tiny dots in the fields of view of the world's most powerful telescopes. How did this many objects end up in Jupiter's Lagrange points? Did they form near Jupiter or did they start farther away in the solar system, getting captured as they migrated inward? What are they made of? And can they tell us anything about the formation of the solar system billions of years ago? These are the questions that NASA's Lucy mission is going to try and help answer. The mission is named after the fossilized human ancestor Lucy, which was discovered in Africa in 1974. Lucy's skeleton helped scientists understand the early history of humanity. And so the Lucy mission will help to do the same for the early history of the solar system. The spacecraft is expected to launch in 2021 on board an Atlas V rocket directed towards Jupiter's L4 Trojan cloud. The timing of the launch is very important to make seven different flybys on schedule. It'll fly past one object in the main asteroid belt, and then it'll reach the L4 region in 2027 and visit with four asteroids. 
2028, once it's completed its survey of L4, it'll fall back down into the inner solar system and make a flyby of Earth to get a gravitational assist. Then it'll have the velocity to fly out to Jupiter's L5 Trojan cloud, visiting a unique binary asteroid that happens to be in the right position for a flyby. At this point, the main mission will be over. But as long as the spacecraft is still operational, it'll continue to fly back and forth between Jupiter's Trojan clouds every six years. What's on the spacecraft? And what's interesting about the targets? We'll talk about that in a second. But first, I'd like to thank Garland Blades, Norman Todd, and the rest of our 838 patrons for their generous support. Educational content should be freely available to anyone in the world, and the patrons make this possible. Join our community at patreon.com universe today and get in on the action. Now you've got a highlight of the mission. Let's take a look in detail at its targets and why they're so interesting scientifically. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, the first target is an asteroid in the main asteroid belt, 52246 Donald Johansson, which was named after the discoverer of Lucy's fossil. It's small, just four kilometers across. Astronomers think that it's one of the remnants of an enormous collision that happened 130 million years ago, producing an entire family of asteroids. Lucy will fly past in April 2025. Donald Johansson is a C-type asteroid. Now the C stands for carbonaceous. These are objects found mostly near the outer edge of the main asteroid belt. They're covered in carbon, which makes their surfaces almost coal black. But overall, they have pretty much the same chemicals as the sun once you blow away all the hydrogen, helium, and other volatile elements. The next target, and the first of the L4 Trojans, is 3548 Eurybates, which Lucy will fly past in August 2027. The asteroid measures 64 kilometers across, and it's another C-type asteroid, and another remnant from an enormous collision millions of years ago, but the only massive collision in either of Jupiter's Trojan clouds. Next comes a flyby of 15094 Polymelae in September 2027. It's the smallest of Lucy's Trojan destinations, measuring only 21 kilometers across. It's thought to be a fragment of a much larger P-type asteroid, a group of objects which have never been seen up close. They're some of the darkest objects in the solar system, although they have a slight reddish hue to them. It's believed they're made of silicates with carbon and large amounts of water ice. In April 2028 comes 11351 Lucius, measuring 34 kilometers across. This object rotates very slowly, taking 466 hours to complete one turn on its axis. Astronomers think this slow day means that it sees bigger temperature extremes than other objects. It's a member of the D-type family of asteroids. These are very dark and reddish in color with carbon silicates and water ice. And it's believed that these started out in the Kuiper belt and then migrated inward as the planet shifted around. One object that's similar to the D-types is actually Mars's moon Phobos, which might be a captured asteroid. And then, just a couple of months later, in November 2028, Lucy flies past 51 kilometer 21900 Oris. It's another D-type asteroid, rich in organics and carbon, and Lucy will help astronomers see how it's different from the smaller Leucus. Then, Lucy falls back down into the inner solar system, performing a gravitational slingshot with Earth, and then climbs back up the gravity well to Jupiter's L5 Trojan cloud. In March 2033, 
Lucy gets a two-for-one deal when it flies past binary asteroids 617 Patroclus and Manetius. These are much larger P-type Trojans measuring 113 kilometers and 104 kilometers across, and they normally fly above or below the ecliptic plane, but the timing of this mission should be right to intercept them just as they're passing the sun's plane. As it flies past each of these objects, Lucy will map their surfaces, revealing how many craters they have. This will enable planetary scientists to calculate how beaten up they are and how much they've been resurfaced. The spacecraft will map the colors of the asteroid's regolith to give astronomers some clues about why they're so dark and to finally figure out what they're composed of. Astronomers have discovered rings and moons around asteroids, so as Lucy gets closer, there might be bonus objects to study as well. Lucy will only have a handful of science instruments on board, all of which are very similar to payloads carried by NASA's other spacecraft, like OSIRIS-REx. It'll have a color visible imager called Ralph, which will allow scientists to learn which chemicals are on the surface of the asteroids, a high power telescope called LORI, which will reveal detailed surface features, a thermal emission spectrometer to see how they absorb, retain and emit heat. It has a wide field terminal tracking camera to get an overall shape of the asteroids. And finally, the spacecraft will use its high gain antenna to communicate with Earth, but also to measure the masses of objects using the Doppler shift of the radio signal. It's exciting to know that NASA is finally sending a mission out into one of the few completely unexplored places in the solar system. Jupiter's Trojan clouds are like a whole other asteroid belt, one that's never been visited. There are primordial objects there, largely unchanged since the formation of the solar system, which will tell us even more about how we might have gotten here today. And now, with the design review phase completed, Lucy's ready to move forward with its construction, assembly, and launch. But they better hurry. Lucy's got an important schedule to keep. What do you think? Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Here are the names of the patrons who support us at the $10 level and more. Want to see your name here and support the work we do? Go to patreon.com universe today. Once a week, I gather up all my space news into a single email newsletter and send it out. It's got pictures, brief highlights about the story, and links you can find out more. Go to universetoday.com newsletter to sign up. And did you know that all of my videos are also available in a handy audio podcast format? So you can have the latest episodes as well as special bonus material like interviews with me show up right on your audio device. Go to universetoday.com audio or search for Universe Today on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I'll put a link in the show notes. If you wanted more information on the Lagrange points, we did a three-part series all about them. You can start here with L1 and then move on through the various spots and their history and what they're best for.